0: Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Coin talk with Har Gonzalez. Broadcasting from Austin, Texas, the Simplecast. is simple casted, supported
1: by listeners like you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world. Welcome back to another exciting episode of. To the Coin Talk. Today is August 5th, 2019. I'm in a sunshine day here in Austin, Texas, and it feels great because what we're seeing today, ladies and gentlemen, is something I'm calling Bitcoin's altered reality. What does that mean? Well, I always felt that we were going down this one kind of stream or river. And today was the first time I saw us deviate from that stream and river and head on to a rapid. Yeah like a rapid river. So what I'm talking about is China and their stance of backing off against Bitcoin and pretty much every other cryptocurrency out there. And what's also interesting is that this United States-China trade war is continuing and we're starting to realize that it really isn't a trade war anymore. It's a currency war. And there's a lot of people that are going to sit this currency war out, but as these currencies around the world keep devaluing, I think it's starting to, I think people are starting to realize, at least globally, that Bitcoin holds a tremendous amount of value. And, and why is that? We know that it has this Austrian idealism and these cypherpunk roots And they merge together and they create this kind of wonderment. And then we saw the bulk of the United States stock market just kind of sell off today. We know it's overvalued. We know that the yields look to set to even go even lower. But a large part of the current strain lurks under the surface of the currency market. It's a combination of monetary easing, trade tensions, and threat of military action. It's a cocktail for currency holders and hedgers as international conversions get risky and costly. Perhaps it's because we've kind of been the financial muscle of the entire world for so long. And we know that as a leadership role in that for almost hundred years, time's almost up. And I think what we're seeing today, ladies and gentlemen, is this kind of normal reality that we were going down, And it's kind of broken off and it's kind of sped up, Uh, sped up a lot faster than I thought was going to happen. You know, we see all the signs leading up to this event, right? You know, one of the main reasons why I wanted to do that Thriller Insider episode uh, about um, Federal Reserve and Bitcoin. So take a listen to CNBC as they shock the world.
0: What's next? I mean, in your notes, you say the black swan would be escalation of U.S.-China trade war, so it's already happened. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this uh, currency manipulator label is probably another form of escalation here. Clearly, the Chinese are not going to react well to this, especially right after they said just this morning that they are not using the currency as a tool in this trade war. So I think generally speaking, what we're watching for is, one, whether this 10 percent tariff goes through. Through, and two, whether or not this has an impact on the U.S. economy, is this going to be a systemic risk? Otherwise, what we're looking at here is maybe a 5 to 10% correction in the markets. We're already down about 6% in the S&P. If we can get through some data that shows us this will not impact the consumer, that the U.S. is not going to go into recession, perhaps we're looking at a run-of-the-mill correction. If not, if we are getting into more systemic risk, potential recession is closer than we think, then we're looking at something a little bit more severe here.
1: And that's this event You know, China's central bank actually initiated a study on digital currency. Yeah, they did. And that was early 2014 when Bitcoin began to gain popularity in the country. Of course, they banned buying Bitcoin. But here recently, they just announced via a video conference uh, with the People's Bank of China that they would accelerate the pace of research and development for its own fiat digital currency. So they're obviously aware of how important this, you know, decentralized ledger technology really is. But the people of China recognize how important Bitcoin is, especially right now with the circumstances that they face.
0: Well, I mean, it's difficult to know because the authorities here do crack down on Bitcoin. It's a lot of the trading on the exchanges has been illegal. Right. There's still an underground uh, market for Bitcoin. A lot of chat rooms of people who do trade in Bitcoin, uh, but it's it's difficult to say um, exactly what the government would be able to do to try to, to to clamp down on this. But there is a concern that you will see capital flight out of this country because we have, we've, I mean, we've talked about this before, 2015, 2016, uh, when the government here had decided to depreciate the currency. Uh, That led to a lot of money flowing out of here and a whole lot of confidence being lost in the currency by the Chinese people. So uh, the government has been, in the past uh, couple of years, very careful to try to put more capital controls on, to try to manage this very carefully. Uh, But it's a big question mark as to whether or not uh, they, they will still be able to do it.
1: So what happens if this global rapid acceptance for Bitcoin Takes place. Well, there's a word for it, actually, and this has been talked about in the past, and this actually comes from Daniel Krawitz of the Satoshi Nakamoto Institute. He came up with this term, hyper-Bitcoinization, and the cost of rejecting Bitcoin itself will exceed the cost of adopting it, he says. He thinks Bitcoin will begin to assume money's traditional roles and gain institutional and government support. It will become all money and form the backbone of a new global economy. He, he estimates. He estimates in this kind of uh, letter, I guess, that Bitcoin will reach up to 100 million per coin within 20 years, as early as 2030. And he is currently, what we're seeing right now, he calls currently experiencing micro bubbles and future appreciation will continue nearly unabated. And it plateaus at a stable price. I don't know. But when I see days like today, when I see all these components come together, it makes me wonder if this altered Bitcoin reality is going to take place, this hyper-Bitcoinization. I mean, that's what I think about when I see days like today. Take a listen to Jeremy Allard as he talks about all this and more.
2: Well, I I think very clearly the overnight moves and what we've sort of just, you know, we're seeing right in front of us right now, you you can very clearly see some macro correlation there. I think the broader theme of, you know, uh, Bitcoin specifically, crypto more broadly um, participating in these global macro forces is becoming more and more clear, rising nationalism, rising amounts of currency conflict, trade wars. These all obviously are, are supportive of a non-sovereign, uh, highly secure digital store of value. And, and that's clearly been a fundamental thesis here for Bitcoin and, and continues to play out. And it looks like will continue. If you step back and you think about it, um, you, know, you know, humanity has now created a non-sovereign, highly secure, uh, you know, a mechanism to store value that can exist anywhere that the Internet exists. Uh, it can exist, you know, as we say, in a brain wallet. Uh, it's, it's uncensorable. It's uh, unseizable. Um, these are really powerful attributes that I, I think as, a, as, a, as you know, people who are looking at risk assets, they're looking at fundamental turmoil, um, it can be a, a very attractive asset in that context. If you treat um, assets like Bitcoin or asset, assets like Ethereum or Ether, as digital commodities. These these are digital commodities that exist. Um, There there will be rules around the intermediaries that handle them. But the fact that they exist as digital commodities is sort of fact. I think um, the other big struggle here for governments is we're now entering a world where sovereigns and non-state actors are able to launch digital currencies that instantly have the reach of the Internet. And so, you know, for example, China and in this discussion that we're, you know, having about uh, trade conflict and currency wars and the like, you know, China is mobilizing to launch a global digital currency based on RMB, leveraging some of the distribution power that they have with major internet and and tech enterprises, uh, in in part as a response to Libra, but I think also very much part of its, you know, global strategy to expand the footprint of how uh, how trading counterparties and Businesses and even consumers globally interact with China. And so China is way out ahead on this. Uh, I think the US is falling behind.
1: Make no mistake, Facebook's Libra token, coin, stablecoin project, whatever, put Bitcoin on the, the minds of, of everybody globally. I mean, today is a transformative event, almost certainly. It's a tipping point. Uh, over time, Will, will this increase? Will, will, will there be, you know, this rapid mass adoption, you know, spurred on by economic crisis, you know, in order to secure some kind of stability, right? I mean, ultimately, no one wants to experience a catastrophic national currency hyperinflation. You know, if people can choose where they can move that value Well, it makes sense for them to move it over to something that stores that kind of value. And uh, it seems Bitcoin is that store of value for this next century. All right. That's all we got here in the opening. But we have to get into everything else because it's a big day in crypto. Let's do it. Coin Talk. Starting now. This time it's time for coin talk but before we dive into that <laughs> uh it's got a couple things i want to announce uh first off i want to say thank you to some new subscribers that joined on last week i really appreciate you um yeah i mean this thing's this thing's becoming almost sustainable <laughs> at this point uh and uh, i really appreciate all the support that you guys are giving out there uh it definitely does not go unnoticed and uh without y'all I'm nothing. I'm nothing but a guy with a mic, a phone, microphone, microphone, <laughs> and Adobe Audition. That's it. <laughs> and some crazy ideas about how Bitcoin can change the world. But thank you so much for, for uh, contributing and thank you so much for believing in Thriller Crypto. I really appreciate it. I uh, also want to mention uh, kind of a surprise. I'm going to work on it this weekend. Let's see if I can get it knocked out. But uh, I'm going to create an audiobook. About um, our, our main topics that we've done over the past three years. We have over like 300 episodes at this point. And uh, there, there's some nuggets in them, like the main topics that I wanna pull out and create, like, an audiobook, uh, at least one or two here. Probably I'm gonna start off with one <laughs> this weekend. And uh, I'm gonna release, release it to all of y'all for free once I get it done. So that way you can have uh, an audiobook, a Throw the Crypto audiobook of our past main topics that we don't have to sift through all the episodes and kind of pick out the good ones. I can go in there and kind of kind of you know just select the ones that I think will make a really good audiobook version. And they're different, there's different episodes. Uh it's pretty cool. Um, we're not going to charge for it or anything like that. It's going to come free with your subscription. And I'm probably going to do more of that uh over time. So this is going to be the first one. I'm going to try to knock it out this weekend. Um but uh, over time we will do more and more and more and then uh, hopefully, you know, that'll incentivize people to want to sign up because I think uh, being able to have, you know, you know, over 300 episodes, you know, kind of compressed into, you know, one, you know, 90 minute or 120 minute, you know, or even 300 minute um, audiobook makes sense, especially if it's just the, the, the nuggets. All right. We got to play our disclaimer. That's right. It's through the coin talk. If we don't roll our disclaimer, then we're not doing it right. So let's do it right and roll the disclaimer. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future,
0: even if he thinks he can He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time.
1: Definitely trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. That's a for sure robot lady. (laughs) Uh, I do want to mention before we jump into this, I want to mention some key things here real real quick. Of course, today was a Litecoin uh, halving uh, and it went from 25 LTC to 12.5 LTC. So that's that's a given block production time on the Litecoin network is around one block every 2.5 minutes, roughly 576 blocks are produced in every 24 hours with a new supply of 7200 LTC entering into the market half the previously daily level of 14400. So it's it's kind of interesting because Litecoin did the exact opposite of what a lot of us I mean eventually it went down, but uh, it did the exact opposite of what everybody thought it was going to do. I honestly thought it was going to tank, man. Like I was like it, it was tanking up until the halving and then the halving happened and then people started buying it. Then I think I, I think I saw it shot up to like almost $99 and then it went back down to $95. Now it's at $95. Um, do I suspect it's going to go down? Yeah, I, I still do. Um, I, I, I am kind of surprised that uh, a lot more didn't move over to Bitcoin. Uh, I, I, that was kind of before I saw the news Today, Like before I read the news and everything like that, I was at work and I was just kind of going through everything, you know, and seeing the price of Bitcoin and seeing, seeing the price of Bitcoin go up, seeing the price of Litecoin go down. And I was like, oh, wow, it's happening. Like everybody's moving over their Litecoin. Like that was the first thing I thought in my head. I didn't know any of the news that was going on with China and then with the Federal Reserve and all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of assumed that was like, going. and then when I saw this other stuff, I was like, oh, you know what? It has more to do with the uh, the global the global adoption of Bitcoin, which is still pretty cool. I'll take it any day. And this is why I was kind of scared uh, when we talked on Saturday. I was kind of scared because I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but I, I, I felt comfortable enough being like, OK, well, you know, it can either go really high or, or really low here in the short term, but we're going to know for sure by Monday. And sure enough, Monday came around and a lot of people made a lot of money, which is good. That's what you want to do in crypto. Stack those sats, right, as they say. But I also want to mention a couple other things because I think this is very important here in the in the very short term uh, is Litecoin. And it's also what Coinbase announced today. So they announced that they are going to explore another round of additional uh, assets for customers around the world. And I was kind of puzzled by this because remember last year when they announced that they were going to look into like six cryptocurrencies, (laughs) I think it was like uh, Cardano, uh, Stellar, um, gosh, I don't remember the other ones, Oh, Zcash. And we did a whole episode about it. It was a big, it was a big deal in June and July when that happened, and everybody was excited for Coinbase effect. That was a, that was a thing back then. <laughs> anyway, so in very similar, in very similar Coinbase fashion, last year, like almost a month or two later, they said that they were going to look into every asset and they were going to open up applications to every cryptocurrency, and so they did that. Uh, they they did do that. They 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 started bringing on a lot of different cryptocurrencies, and uh, ultimately they kind of went away, I guess, because today they announced these new. Uh, I'm calling them the Coinbase Eight, <laughs> 2019's version of the Coinbase Eight, right? So it's it's Algorand is one of them, uh, Cosmos, Dash, Decred. Matic Network, Harmony, Ontology, and Waves. Uh, I'm sure you guys know about Cosmos and and Decred by me talking about them all the time on the on the podcast. But uh, they're looking into these, and uh, I'm not surprised about Algorand. That's been a very hyped uh, cryptocurrency. But uh, we'll get into that one another time. Cosmos, I'm not surprised about that. We talked. We've been talking about that the past couple of weeks. Uh, we know that they're looking to provide staking and baking at some point for that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Cosmos gets launched here in the short term. And then we have Dash, which is very surprising because Dash was one of those first cryptocurrencies in 2017 that everybody was predicting, myself included, that it was going to get launched uh, on Coinbase before the end of 2017. Uh, and, then, and then Bitcoin Cash kind of screwed that up. And that was a whole mess. Uh, Decred, I'm very surprised to see Decred on, on this list, but uh, I think it goes to show how many people really believe in that project, which is kind of interesting. Matic Network, haven't really looked into that project. Need to take a look at that. Harmony as well. Ontology, of course, we've looked into that before. And Waves, of course, that's that's an old school one too as well. So this is interesting. These are going to be under review here, and uh, hopefully they're going to be launching um, and, of course, they said that uh, they'll continue to make similar announcements and they'll continue to explore the addition of numerous assets across the platform. And so a lot of people were upset. A lot of people are thinking that uh, they just skipped on Cardano, <laughs> which they kind of did because they announced Cardano last year. And every coin got on <laughs> Coinbase that was in that Coinbase original. So the Coinbase 5. Yeah, the original Coinbase 5. Every single other cryptocurrency got on except for Cardano. And then this time... And um, there is no more Cardano. So that's kind of interesting. I'm sure it's going to be funny when we have Charles on. <laughs> Charles Hoskinson, that is. Next time we have him on, I'm definitely going to ask him that question to, to, to see how he feels about that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, so that was interesting that this happened today. And uh, it makes me very bullish on some altcoins here in the short term. You already know what I'm gonna say, and that's Cosmos. Yeah, like I saw that. I saw that go up to like 382 today, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is gonna go over four dollars." Right now, it's currently at three dollars and seventy-five cents. It's up two point four percent on the day. Uh, Dash saw a very nice size spike. It's at 109 dollars. Um, I'm looking at where are you at Ontology? Of course, that's at ninety-eight cents. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely have to do some kind of episode here. Probably in Thriller Insights later this week, we'll, we'll kind of go through all of these uh, cryptocurrencies one by one and we'll kind of just, just kind of evaluate them. Uh, Dash, Cosmos, Decred, uh, Ontology and Waves are the ones that we know are going to be OK, I would say. Mainly Dash, like 100 percent, I feel like Dash would be fine uh, as, a, as a good store of value here on Coinbase. Decred as well, too, um, but Dash has been around for a very long time. And then uh, Algorand, that's one that I want to kind of deep dive into. I really kind of know a little bit about that project. I'm not very impressed. But but, uh, the rest of the coin market cap is at $306 billion. We got Bitcoin dominance at 67%. Uh, Bitcoin is at $11,658, up 1.42%. It's going down. Uh, yeah, so like I said, we got up pretty high today. Let me see what that really big high was. I think I think we were at um I want to say we're at close to 12, or did we go over 12 at some point today? It's kind of hard to tell because crypto's so crazy, I tell you. It's so crazy. Uh actually, no, we didn't go over 12 today. Actually, we got up to 11,891. Oh, I'm sorry 11895 and then it came back down um so I'm kind of to be honest with you and I'm not I'm not trying to be negative <laughs> I'm probably the least negative guy you'll ever meet in your entire life I'm pretty positive uh but I really I really think we're we're gonna go uh not down like, like parabolic I, that'd be shocking uh no one wants that uh, but I definitely think we're gonna we're still gonna retest those ten thousand dollar levels. Um, if it goes through this twelve thousand dollar level and goes right above fourteen, I'd be shocked. I was shocked today when I saw it go uh, kind of up. I was like, "Whoa!" I was like, "Bitcoin, baby, is going up," and uh, it was kind of shocking. But at the same time, I was like, there, "There's no way it can break across that twelve k level. It's just it's just no way that can happen." Uh, but um, I don't know. We'll see tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of people on CNBC tomorrow shilling Bitcoin. That's Anthony Pompliano. <laughs> we have some other venture capitalists as well too showing up. I know the Gemini twins. Uh, were, we're actually going to go. Um, I think on they're going to go on uh, Good Morning America, I believe, or The Morning Today. Uh, one of those. Uh, one of those TV shows. So there's a lot of people going out there to talk about Bitcoin and, and talk about and kind of spur this adoption and kind of capture this. Uh, for lack of a better word, lightning in a bottle. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting August. And don't forget, we still have—that's right—we still have the ETF here on the nineteenth, and that's gosh, that's only that's only two weeks, two Mondays away. So not next Monday, but the Monday after that. Um, at that point, they can either delay one more time or head to the final deadline on October eighteenth. So. It's going to be cool to see how all that shakes out. But I think I think that's all I got for coin talk today. I really really am not seeing anything else that I'm excited by. I was really excited to see Cosmos on there. Um Decred is just taking off, bro. So it was at $27 this weekend and I think we I want to say I covered Decred um like 2 weeks ago when we did a thriller Yeah, I think we did a thriller insights like 2 weeks ago. And I was I talked about Decred under speculative assets, and um, I was telling you about the project and why I think it had value, um, and right now it's at thirty one dollars and twenty nine cents, and it's up seven percent today. It's it's one of the highest ones today, uh, twenty four hour change. So I, it's not surprising to, to me. It's not, Decred is not surprising. I've I've had uh, we've had Marco on the show and he's explained it to me back and forth and. I've hung out with him, you know, outside of, you know, the podcast and he's talking to me about Decred and I'm just listening, you know? And so it, to me, it makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of funny that you start, <laughs> you start having, there's some, uh, some Bitcoin maxis out there that are like full all in, into Decred. Um, so that's kind of funny to see that. Um, but it's a solid project. It's a solid project with a solid team. And, um, Yeah, we'll see how that shakes out It's going to be interesting to see how much Coinbase is going to really shake that But man, I would not be Like, to be honest with you I would not be shocked to see Decred land on Coinbase at $50 If it's at $31 right now I would not be surprised to see at $50, you know, when it gets there That would not shock me I wonder, what was its all-time high the the last run? Okay, so what was its all-time high? Oh, $42, $48. No, that can't be it, was it? No, it wasn't. It was $111. Yeah, $111 was its all time high. So, and that was in 2017. That was at, at, at the peak. So, yeah, I mean, it could get there again. Oh, and then it got there in May when we were at like close to half a trillion. Remember that before the SEC took us down? <laughs> that was in 2018. Uh, yeah, so that's, gosh, $113 actually. And that was in May. Gosh. Dang. Anyways, uh, yeah, so Decred, $31 right now, up 7%. And yeah, ever since then, it's just kind of gone down. What was it at its lowest? Ooh, so at its lowest, it was actually at $14. Ouch. $14. Man, I should have bought some more back then. Dang car. Uh <laughs> yeah. it's okay. 31 bucks right now. Uh, it's it's already going up. It'll probably hit Yeah, it'll probably hit 40 or 37 if if everything goes well probably 37 if everything goes as planned this week. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, if Bitcoin stays up, if it if Bitcoin continues on a tear, you're gonna see these alts catch up too with it. Um yeah, this is why Coinbase is important. I know a lot of people hate on Coinbase all the time, but they're really important to uh, at least to, to crypto here in the United States. They really are. Um, they, they provide so much more opportunity for people out there to invest in other cryptos. I know a lot of Maxis hate Coinbase, but to be honest with you, that if it, if it wasn't important for new people getting into crypto to have a, a place like Coinbase to, you know, to get some alternative currencies, right? And and alternative digital assets. Like, gosh, it really is a good on-ramp for a lot of people. Um, It's definitely better than where it was. Definitely better. 2017 was atrocious. 2016 was atrocious. Um, they've, They've just gotten miles better. Um, it really started happening last year. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's all I got. At this point, I'm just rambling. I'm sure you guys don't wanna hear that. Okay, let's get on to the end of the show. I don't
3: have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. and There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat.
4: T6 The
1: ghosts, the ghosts of Tom Jones. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Thriller Coin Talk is done. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. So we got a Thriller news coming out tomorrow. We got a Thriller rundown coming out on Wednesday and a Thriller crypto coming out on Thursday. And then look for Thriller Insights either on a Friday or Saturday. And then that audiobook. Hopefully dropping this weekend. I'm a busy guy, I'm a busy guy. What do I gotta- What do I gotta do? And as always, buy Bitcoin, save the world. See you tomorrow.
0: This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Carr Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research, listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto, and not car. And remember, buy bitcoin and save the world, one satoshi at a time.